Seven is a number, both prime and divine. Seven yeah. is a number, both prime and divine. Seven is a do. number, both prime All and divine. Seven is a number, Check both prime and divine. United like the Justice League, we unlimited. Five transformed into seven, magnificent amalgamation. Super Saiyan, we ain't playing. 106.5 is the radio station. Triple Nation is the name of the tribe. 610 267 215. All around the globe in every area code. Online, on air, whatever the mode. Days and nights, live or recorded. Listeners rewarded with the warness. Keeping it flawless like a Batman plan. Jedi flips or a Spider Man handstand. Peace to every geek we stand for. From Kronos to the bottle, city of Candor. We about to catch wreck. Turn up your set, black triples on deck. Y'all know what time it is. Black triples in your area. Let's go. Welcome to the newest edition of your Black Tribbles! Yeah, boy, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Welcome, welcome, welcome. You're not, don't adjust your sets. Don't adjust them. You're absolutely hearing exactly what you need to hear. It's your girl, Kennedy, also known as that Mikey Chick, better known as the Storm Tribble. And uh, I'm at the helm! Hold on to your butts! In the words of the immortal Samuel Jackson in Jurassic Park. We're not talking about Jurassic Park. We've got a hell of a show in store for you tonight. As always, I am joined here in studio by... I think I'm here now. Hello. You're here. Are you here? I hear you're here. Am I here? I'm here. I hear you here. You know what's funny? I can't hear anybody. I only hear the music. That might be my tonight. Um, yeah, yeah. I think that's better. <laughs> yeah. Check man. one, two. And three and four. Yeah, boy. Little triples. Five and six. And the dose seven and the little triples. In the building. We in Multiplying. here. We in here. Can y'all Live. hear me? Direct. We can hear you. We her. Can you hear us? Now hurry. Sure. Never scared. All right, cool. Take my voice away. Never. I am somebody. Of course you are. You are always somebody. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I'm joined in studio by my favorite triples. We're going to go around the around the block and, and introduce everybody, starting off with the one, the only. All right, we're going to start with another one then. He had to fix the tongue in the sneaker real quick. I see. It, gotta, it was less than Somebody crisp. gets a first pedicure and all of a sudden they don't know how to right, act. Right, right, right. Let me. Right? What are these shoes you have on my feet? Yeah, that was way more than I need to know. <laughs> I know, right? Uh, yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah it's good. good. I don't even know you that well. Yeah. Do your thing, though. Enjoy vacation. Yeah. Whatever that means for you. Them nail beds look nice, though. Thank you. I'm going to give you some love. Thank you. Thank you. Can I get some little love? A little of love? Of course. Okay. He did some. He took care of himself. That's right. Exactly. Exactly. And then he came and sat here to show us. 
like, I ain't hiding these behind no board. Kennedy, take my spot. Hold my beer. <laughs> I need to go show off. So who are we referring to? Yo, what's up? Holla at your boy. This is Len, a.k.a. The Bat Tribble. Cool, cool, cool. Cool, cool, cool. I'm the man, the myth, the legend, Master Triple Emac in the building, in effect, doing the things and the stuff. What up, Why what up, not? what up? It's your man, the planet Roma, your man, our son, the voice of reason, a.k.a. Super Triple, the Rand of Steel, the comic book Jedi, and the Jurt. What's up, good people? It's your friendly neighborhood comic and coffee slinger, your girl Ariel, the Amalgam Triple, a.k.a. Uncanny Triple, a.k.a. Bruce Leroy Triple. Show enough. I've been here. You up in here. I'm up in here, too. Up in here, large and in charge, doing the daggone thing. I see you, boo. Yeah. I see you. Uh, the Super Saiyan Triple is playing hooky tonight, y'all. Apparently, he gets a grown-up job and can't be bothered with us triple folks. Whatever. He can't be bothered with... It might with... have been those Grimace jokes, though. That was months ago, <laughs> and I've already apologized, so <laughs> he can get right over that. Um, the Super Saiyan <laughs> Triple. <laughs> Suck it up, rookie. <laughs> He's uh, out of the building presently, um, but uh, our intern Dante is here holding down with the YouTube. Yep. YouTube, what's YouTube. good, y'all? You can see Blam. all of my, my chesticles right here. Uh, <laughs> I mean, hey, it's it's chest high. What can I say? It's well, a kiddie pool. Uh, tonight, we are bringing you the best of the beloved Batman animated series. And as always, phone lines will be open. Uh, you can hit us up. At 215, I'm sure Len knows it off the top of his head, because for some reason we don't have it posted in the studio anywhere, which I don't understand. 215-976-WPPM. That's 215-976-9223. Of course, um, you can always uh, hit us up and uh, input yourself into the conversation, because it's, it's going to be dope. Um, I'm excited, guys. I'm a little bummed out. I got to say. All right, I got it to you, Triple Nation, and to the Tribbles here, and the Tribbles are way and abroad and in space and at sea. I was super, super hyped to run these boards tonight, y'all, to the point where I edited down music for the series, right? I went down, I did some research, I found out which clips were best, which, which villain had which theme song, and I just had to hear my Nightwing theme, because that joint is lit, and, uh, you know, I have a Mac, and this is a PC, so... It was like, nah, son, I don't, I don't care about your hard work. <laughs> I don't care about your labor. So uh, we're listening to Len's compilation. No, but there's another one on there that says in that I, box. I, I know. Thank you. Right. I appreciate you and your assistance. This is going to be me when I come back teaching my daughter how to drive. This, this, this whole thing right here, <laughs> this is going to be it. I've driven before. It was just a different ship. That's all. In a galaxy far, far away. Far, far away. Just, you know, other side across town. Um, but that's it. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to be getting into the Batman animated series, the classic that inundated most of us into uh, the Bat fandom as we know it. Uh, for those of you, oh, some of us, you know, weren't around for Moses being a child, Randy. Nope. Some of us had to watch TV to get our bats on, okay? Oh, there was mad Batman cartoons before Batman. It was like four before that. Okay. What were the years? Yeah. Old uh, guy years. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm just saying some of us just got here in the 80s, so we wasn't like watching anything. It's funny you said just in the 80s, though. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Well, I'm saying 
comparatively, because they old as dirt. Got you. Got Ooh, you. I, got didn't, you. I didn't say I that. I didn't say that. No, I was reading between your lines. That's cool. Batarang's fired. Mm. <laughs> I didn't say that. Batarang's fired. That's nothing new. We knew that when people was talking about super friends. Like, uh-uh, wait a minute. We're going to stop that before that even begins. You know what I mean? Like, nobody, excuse me, like three-fifths of us are not equipped to have a conversation about no super friends. I didn't Maybe the super, super friends' friend. grandkids or something like that. We could, like, have some iteration on them and the cousins and the nephews and the nieces and oh, the great-grands. What's that say about you? That is funny. Three you know what I mean? Three-fifths of Like, definitely is not ready for, can, can't, cannot What does that friends. say about you? That I was born in the 80s. Rookies. Rookies! Happily. Why, yeah, yeah. My super senior. Why, yeah, yeah. Wow. <laughs> Len, do we have any news that we want to address before we get right into this? Oh, so much news. What, Excuse what, me? What do you think, Randy? What kind of news do you have? Am I, I So I'm the only one that's really excited that Tom King and Ava du, DuVernay are right now working on the New Gods movie as we speak. The what movie? The New, New Gods, Gods movie. Ava, du- Ava, Ava, DuVernay. Ava DuVernay. I'd be messing up her name a lot because there's lots of V's. Right. Is directing <laughs> the New Gods movie. You have a trouble with V's? There's just too many in, one, in a row. Ava different, 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 and then I mess it all up. They're, they're doing a New Gods movie. Ava DuVernay is directing it, and she's writing it, writing the script with Tom King, arguably the best writer in comics right now. <laughs> And that's really, really exciting. That for, makes me very happy. For people not familiar with Tom King's name, he's the current writer. Of he's writing Batman. He wrote Mr. Miracle. He wrote Vision. Um, for Marvel. Uh, so much good stuff. And they're doing a movie together. And it's amazing. And for, I can't wait. For those of you unfamiliar with The New Gods, uh, as Ava DuVernay and Tom King venture into the cosmic side of DC Comics, the film focuses on a pair of alien races from opposing planets, uh, those planets being New Genesis and Apocalypse, who are on the verge of war. But we've yet to have confirm- confirmation on which characters from Jack Kirby's vibrant world will be a part of the movie. Uh, that changed this week with DuVernay confirming a few powerful characters on the roster, one of them being Darkseid. Right. Which is always... Yeah, you she know. just she just sent out a tweet. It just said Dark Side is. Well, they pretty much have already like Dark Side has already been seated before so in the the DC movies. So now they just uh, to have them doing the new guides, which is the comic book series that introduced Dark Side. It only makes sense that he would be in there, and uh, then you get his, his whole backstory, um, which will then, of course dovetail into wherever else they want to take the DCEU. Sure. Um, who knows? They, they're still trying to... I, bar it, shows up, it, it's funny It's funny that you, everybody, you're excited about that, but meanwhile, I just read a story where they were talking about how um, AT&T, which recently had their acquisition of Time Warner, you know, solidified and finalized, and now they're making their moves exactly what they want to do in the future, have pretty much, if not literally, figuratively uh, cut the legs out from underneath DC Comics by chopping off a lot of their, um, their, you know, kind of like their uh, their labels that they did. They get, you know, they got rid of Vertigo. Um, they have pretty much said that DC Comics is basically just there for the IP that it holds. That's it. 
that that's all they really care about. They really don't even it, seemingly care about what the DC Comics line is doing so much so that some people there are actually worried about whether or not they might pull the plug on doing anything new and just turn it over to just um, regurgitating all of the old books because the old book, the reprinting of all their old stories consistently and by a lot outsells their new stuff. Or or it could be that they're just going to let DC Comics be DC Comics in and of itself and not have to you know about every minute to you know, whatever movie is being made at the moment and you know put out a series for it that could be but so. it, it, that's that's not what it looks like man you Let know they play. got rid of mad magazine as well which been running for like ever it's you know it's it's the people there in in the halls of dc comics are are a little little nervous as well they should be but to answer randy's question uh, yes, Big Barter will be involved. Uh, Ava DuVernay herself tweeted, how could any self-respecting Barter fan not include the Furies? Dope. I'm looking forward to them so much. Um, it'll be, it would be nice to see Big Barter and the rest of the Furies uh, make it to the, the silver screen. Um, I'm less enthused as I, as I probably could be because I'm concerned about casting, but, you know, I haven't had faith in DC's casting abilities since... Wonder Woman, but that's a whole other ball of wax. We're here to talk about the bat. Um, but yes, New Gods is coming out. Uh, there's uh, Has there been a release date? Let's uh, see. Not yet. No, not yet. No. I don't see anything. Um, they may have said like a year. And I don't know if it's maybe 2020 or 2021. Gotcha. But, It'll uh, be nice. I, I always uh, was a fan of the Furies. Um, be interesting to see who they get as Granny Goodness. Yeah, right? Ooh. I wonder. Cause she's, and Asner's still alive. I was about to say, because she's always been voiced by a man. So I wonder if they'll get somebody who, you know, isn't a woman or at least not a cisgendered woman to play the part. That Um, would be awesome. That would be pretty, pretty progressive of them. I would love to see Ed Asner in a granny in this costume. That would be the greatest thing ever. Yo, I'm shocked Ed Asner's still alive, yo. Yeah. He was old before I was old. (laughs) And I'm jealous. Ed Asner is dipping in the same pool that Patrick Stewart's dipping in, apparently. Yeah, right. But no, Ed Asner's got to be old. Like, no, he's older. He's got to be in his eighties. Well, yeah. he has to be. Do you know how old William Shatner is? He's 84? almost ninety. William Shatner it. is eighty-eight years old. Is he 88? Oh my god! I uh, he uh, born nineteen twenty-nine. He's eighty-nine. Eighty-nine. Wow. Who? Uh, Ed, Ed Asner is eighty-nine he'll be, he'll years be 90. old. Ninety. November 15th. Wow, so wow. he's only a year older than William Shatner. Wow. <laughs> looking looking just How like that looking just like his character in Up. How, how is that possible? That's because William Shatner's hair is only 40. <laughs> Maybe. Probably. Yeah. Maybe. That's true. That's Maybe 40. Nice. <laughs> yeah, real. Patrick Stewart is 79. He's a whole 10 right. years younger than them. Yeah, now, now if you put up here. a picture with... with Ed Asner and Patrick Stewart. Ed Asner, Patrick Stewart, and William Shatner. Yeah. And which one is close to 90? You would... Yeah, somebody... A lot of people would lose that one. Yeah. 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 You know what I mean? But you know what, though? To be fair, Patrick Stewart has looked old since he was 19. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because his hair His alopecia set in super, super early. So your boy was a hard... 39? Maybe 42 when Next Generation hit the air and people were like, oh, he's so old. 
there was, I mean, I'm rewatching Next Generation right now for some research, and um, they were trying to, like, there's constant jabs at his age. Like, oh, but your age, Captain, a man of your age. Should you really be lifting this at your age, son? Like, just because I ain't got no hair, it don't mean I'm old. Like, relax. I just had to give Patrick Stewart a shout out because he's all over the news lately. Picard! Picard! I would love to see Patrick Stewart play some type of Batman villain. A Batman villain? A Bat villain. Which, which villain? Now, are you saying Patrick Stewart now, or you would have liked No, to Patrick him? Stewart now. Okay, so now, what so villain So when he's he old play? and old, not when he was young and old. Yeah, I... <laughs> when he's good and old, not... Not, <laughs> not, like not, old? not old presenting. <laughs> um, <laughs> I would love to see... Yeah, a, what villain could he want to see? I want to see Batman Beyond and Mr. Freeze. So Patrick Stewart as Mr. Freeze? Yeah. Hmm. Because at that point it makes sense, you know. Um, old, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. You couldn't you couldn't squeeze him into the current bat fleckery that's going on now. Um, hmm. Or whoever. What is it? Robert Pattinson? The Robert Pattinson? The oh, Robert Pattinson. The Robert Pattinson. The Pattinson. The battery. Whatever. You can't squeeze the it. Pattinson debacle. Yo, I, I'm trying to find some way to squeeze in a cusser without actually cussing and I'm failing but we can't squeeze him in with that because he's like Alfred age at that point but um, he probably would make a really dope Alfred though he'd make a hell of an Alfred he would make a really dope Alfred my favorite Alfreds are Michael Gow and Sean Pertwee so you're not watching Pennyworth I'm not watching epics anything right now nothing current anyway you know me I don't watch current television if I can help it I watched an episode of Pennyworth how bad is it Len it's very bad (laughs) (laughs) it's 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 worth less than a penny it's (gasps) I see what you did there. There was a double on Tom It's like wait, makes absolutely wait, no sense. Wait, are we saying Glenn doesn't like something? Huh? Surprise, right? right? I know you were. You had a whole you you had a whole show about get off my lawn. So yeah, so be quiet. Yeah. And, and it was still less stuff that you didn't like. That's true. He got you there. Perhaps. Um, All right. Are you um going to watch the boys? I watched the. Boys. I love the boys. I watched all of the boys. I that joint was all that. Okay, I liked it too. Is all that. Have you have you finished? I finished it. You finished that joint was so good. Oh my it, god, it was crazy. Are you going to watch the boys? Probably not. Eventually. Oh okay. Because your boy Anthony Starr's in it. You know how I feel he about that. He is and right he's doing work. Let me tell you how I did not recognize that was him. Like like this Homelander's looking familiar, but I don't recognize him the whole time. He just looks like Zach Morris to me, with like a he strong does. jaw. That's what I he said. looks exactly I like Zach Morris. Oh my god. Frosted tips and everything. Yes, and then it wasn't until Phoenix Triple comes in and she's talking about um, uh, like oh that's your boy from Banshee. I was like oh. You couldn't look at him and tell? No, not with that hair. <laughs> I hair could is, not his recognize hair is completely him. different because he's, fa- he's blind. Maybe maybe you haven't studied I mean, his face like I have. He does great a-holeness, but no, I did not recognize him. And he has like the lift, so he's like taller than everybody. He is. And you know, the other thing is, if, you, if you've only watched him on Banshee, as good as he was on Banshee, he basically has like a one look throughout that whole joint. Yeah. Either he's beat down or he's mad. <laughs> or he's clean or a little bit. Yeah. Right. Or but he's, he's pining after but somebody. A, but in this joint, he's like he's got like that that creepy smirk on his face the whole time. Yeah. yeah. A oh. lot of moaning right under the surface. Like, yeah. I know what you mean. Oh. I know how you really feel. God, he's so... Yo, but your boy, Carl Urban? Yes. Yo. That's my Butcher. baby dad. Yo, well, that's one doing, of my baby dad. He is doing work. 
He's been doing work, though. Yeah, Carl, Carl Urban is, is one of the most... Is dope and everything. Yeah, one of the most slept yeah, on... Everything's like, what, Chronicles of Riddick or the, yeah, the even, second one? Ever since Hercules and Xena, like, those were also. not good shows overall. And he did the best that he could do with what he had. You know what I mean? I, I found validity in his performance. The leads, well, in Lucy Lawless's performance, <laughs> and, like, a handful of others... You know what I mean? He did a really good job, even back then, of of riding that line between camp and Marissa Militude, you know? But in um, this in this John, he ain't riding no line. He's just doing mad bullocks work. <laughs> just, it's whatever he wants. He's just doing whatever he wants. But but he, but he, you still feel it, man. Like like the um like the, the episode where the episode where he finds out what happened to his wife. Yeah. Yeah. That that like will drop your jaw. You be like, oh, you know what I mean? It's like, oh, you know what I mean? And then you start thinking about like what that actually means. Yeah. Like, dang. Like, that's but then up. it's like anyway. So I shouldn't say anything because I don't want to spoil. Yeah, well, don't spoil nothing because I'm gonna watch it. But we're not Y'all already give me too much. Yeah, I think we given. We given too. We uh, have we really given too much? Yes. Yeah. We talking about pop claw. Don't. Bro, <laughs> I'm, about to, I'm about to mute Y'all your mic. That's how much you got going people. on here. I'm going to need you to stop. Yo, yo. Len, I will mute everybody until I find your mic. Don't play with me. <laughs> Don't play. I will, all I said was a I will, name. I will put you off this bridge. All I said was a name. I will name. put you off That's this bridge. Well, okay, but when are you going to watch it? When I get to it. I got a lot on my plate right now, no, sir. We're not, we're not, we're not, here's, here's my challenge to you, Kennedy, because on your... Uh, Two watch agenda? No, not even two watch agenda on your like insistence. I have watched Shira. Yeah, did you like uh, it? Yeah, I like it. It's good. I'm watching My Little Pony, so I'm just saying. So we would like you to return. No, that. I'm going to watch it. I just haven't gotten a chance. I'm doing chronological you research can, right can, now, and I'm moving tomorrow. Like, give me a break, y'all. I got things on my it's plate. Eight episodes. That's, that's it's eight episodes. That's the other yeah. thing. That's no filler. It's, it's no, no filler. filler. It moves. I was like, every episode, I was like, let me rewind that real quick. I had to come. So, I have a quick question. Do you or do you not understand what complete media blackout means? When did you start that? Always. I don't watch trailers. I don't listen. I don't read. Okay, that's fine. Reviews. But we're, just, but we're not giving. We're not giving spoilers. That's usually what people say when they talk about something that you don't want any insight till until you sit down and put it on. Ha- okay, I'm asking the two of you. Have we really spoiled anything yet? No, you haven't no. spoiled. But I do feel like you. You're setting hinted, tones. You hinted You're enough setting so tones. People know what to look for. You're oh, setting tones. So people are gonna watch it. Well, we're setting tones. But there are handfuls of people who haven't watched it yet. I know a handful of tribbles. See, there's should, one right we should here. Should all be watching it. And I will. I just I, don't. There's not enough hours in the day. As many times as I've been trying to put land on the stuff, he's like, I don't watch so much right now. I gotta watch Law and Order SVU, and I gotta watch this I, episode yeah, of Andromeda, and I gotta go back and watch Arrow so I can poop you on it. Know, like, know. come on, dog. Give me a break. You know, as good as anybody else. You know what I'm watching well, you right got now, a watch so list. I can poop on it. For gutter talk, I'm watching um, Pennyworth Smith's Doctor Who. What? Now wait a minute! Oh snap! What are we doing now? Hold on! Hold on! Hold on! Hold the door! Hold now, the door! I just watch! I just watched in that season, um, the first ones that I that I really like, and that's the ones with the the weeping. Is the yeah, weeping angels. Angel. Yes, the weeping angels. Yo, yes. Now, that two parter is good. Yes, that's good, right? Yes. Yeah. 
But it's 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 been hard, dude. It's been hard. It's no, been, it was I hard love getting there. I love Matt And this is when you like chasing the crack in the wall and stuff, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I but I I'm sure. I mean, there are always episodes of Doctor Who that are weaker, but I really did enjoy Matt Smith's Doctor and specifically his uh, relationship with Amelia and Rory. Like that was the thing because after Amelia and Rory left, even though it was still Matt Smith, when they brought Clara in, I was like, I cannot. Yeah, it wasn't the same. Wasn't the same, and even just like Rory and Amelia's story, I thought was so tragic. I just couldn't like move past it. It just really made me. It just really made me sad. Well, maybe see, see, I'm having trouble connecting because I don't like Matt Smith. I don't like him in this as a role. person. No, I don't. Okay. I don't like him as Doctor Who. I've seen him in other stuff, and okay. I like him. Um, but I don't. I, but why? He, just because he's a little bit too weird. Well, I mean, but that's the thing. It's like he does look like a, it's a, like a Star Trek alien. But I, what I appreciate about the doctors, I feel like they always kind of take on characteristics of their like change. So, right, right. So we start with Eccleston. When Eccleston regenerates, it's it's out of love, and so then um, it's Tenet, right? Then we get Tenet, and then Tenet is the doctor that wanted to forget. Okay. And so then we get Matt Smith, who's very kind of a little more childish. And I, but I thought that was intentional because if you look at the circumstances of why their regeneration happened, I think that influences the personality that they then manifest. Okay, well, mate, so I'm not bringing that to watching his interpretation of the doctor. Mm-hmm. So I'm just seeing this. So you're just out here hating th- like th- you I'm, normally do. I'm not. Ooh, Got your hate cape on. It's not a hate cape. That cape. And it's <laughs> made out of hate. <laughs> there you go. You, it's a cape. It's a hate fiber. It's a hate actually. Cape. It's a hundred. It's a hundred hate, hate with a fleece count. lining. It's a, it's a hate blend. <laughs> it's a very high quality hate blend. Man, oh man. Ultra light fibers. Six hundred count hate Egyptian cotton. <laughs> Hate Egyptian cotton. We need somebody on Twitter right now to to run down all of these hashtags. Hashtag hate Egyptian cotton. <laughs> hate Egyptian cotton. That's all right. You know what happens when you get a pedicure for the first time. Can't nobody tell you something. <laughs> Who said it was a, the first time? I, it was. It was. I've never had a pedicure before. Have, it, you, had a, had a, have you had a manicure? I've had one before. This uh, So this was only my second one. Um, it felt it feels nice. It's man. great. It is nice. It's really nice. It, like they, they, when they get under them toes, when they massage your calf. Yeah, man. You get, do you get the hot stone? Yes, yes. Got the hot stone and then the scrub all on your legs and stuff. The rest of my body was all jealous. <laughs> your boy Semi over here. <laughs> you need a manicure. Yo, Yo, you should have seen him in the green room. Normally, Len talks like this when he gesticulates. You can't see me in the radio, but if you're watching on YouTube streaming right now, you can see that I'm palms up. Gesticulating. It's so a Len thing that Olivia, aka Wonder Tribble, talks like this. That is how she talks. But tonight in the green room, your boy had his fingers up, his little manny out. He was like, but let me tell you. It was all palms down. Let me tell you what I was thinking about doing. I wanted to get a design child, but but somebody ain't want me to get it. And then the other people co-sign, the people I didn't even know, I ain't want to embarrass nobody on the boat. But that's what I'm going to do when I get to Miami. I'm going to get a bat design on my big toe. And that's going to be that. I was like... Just because your cuticle's all fresh, don't why you put Why you put my plan out there? <laughs> I, who said I? I mean, I could have been talking out of Damn, my... Damn, now wait a minute, because now, was that a spoiler? 
That was a spoiler. That was a theoretical. That was a spoiler. That was a theoretical that was situation that you don't that know you, about complete media blackout. You did not have to confirm or deny it. You ah. could have been like, I don't know what I You're would right. never. You're absolutely right. Remember that next time. Len, don't be, don't be petty your whole life. Don't be petty your whole Just life. Tonight. Don't don't not your whole life, bro. Not your whole life. I love you. Mm-hmm. And by the way, I tried to get I got on Charmaine's case, aka the mean black girl, for trying to call your feet crusty, and she had a clap back. So I I was trying to avoid that. Len gave me crap because I didn't defend him when <laughs> Charmaine came for his feet because they they use like this you know like uh, dollar five, store five and below lotion on your feet. <laughs> You know what I mean? <laughs> they do use cheap, cheap lotion. Right. Yeah. You know, so I took my picture right after. So I knew that I had to go home and, you know, break it down with the Put real some proper shea you know, butter or whatever. Nature. But, you know, I ain't have it with me. But the picture for the gram. I did it for the gram. I was doing something for well, the gram. Well, but the gram, you only get one chance. So next time, go home So first. I don't understand. Now I got to wait. <laughs> you know go home, gram, lotion out. Yeah. You know what the gram doesn't need? The gram, don't forget. Yo, crusty ass foot. <laughs> like no, at no point in there all was... of the Instagram has anyone said, you know what would make this better? Uh, to, in Len's defense, there was nothing crusty about his foot. Yeah, it wasn't crusty. It might have been a bit parched, but it was not crusty. Parched. There's in, a difference. Just in between the toes. No, <laughs> there's a difference. More the, More the bridge. There's a difference between. I didn't say anything, but I was like, huh. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. I'm gonna let him. He, Yo, he know now. He was he like, it's now. been addressed. Yo, as soon as I got here tonight, Triple Nation, your boy was like, um, you ain't had to come at my feet like that on the gram. And I said, I just reacted the way I literally reacted. Like, just because I, I, I mean, I spit out my coffee when I read the comment. So I typed, spits out coffee. Like. That's a genuine reaction. You talking about photogram? Like all these comments are going to do nothing but help your analytics, my dude. So you're welcome. <laughs> and I definitely I want think for, of your numbers. For the record, I definitely hopped on the gram and 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 chastised Charmaine. Charmel. Charmel. What is her triple designation? Do we remember? I don't remember. Something mean. Intern? <laughs> Intern? Yeah, I'm not sure she's on the log yet. She may be. Um, because she Melissa from the Netherlands went to climb in too. She's like, I didn't want to say nothing or something to that extent. Oh, Melissa. Oh, wow. And I was like, y'all, in all caps, y'all not going to come at my besties feet like this. I-I-D-G-A-F. How dry they look. <laughs> <laughs> so Charmel replies... I don't want any smoke, sis, especially since he got enough coming off them dogs. <laughs> so that's why I didn't want to engage her because I know you it would not stop. You can't. Yo, and it would just flame the fire. You cannot taunt Mike Tyson and not expect to get swung on, bro. Like, it's just how it is. So I fulfilled my best friend duties in trying to defend you. Yeah, but after that, there's nothing else you can say. I mean, you I, just walk away. You can't. I just walk, yeah. Just walk I'm away. walking away. Walk away, find a shape. With on. my crusty just done feet, I'm walking away. I'm kidding. So speaking of feet, everybody's favorite gumshoe, the one with the exclusive, the original hate Egyptian caption, <laughs> accoutrement. Tonight, ladies and gentlemen, we will be talking about Batman, the animated series. Um, one of arguably the best animated series is to date henceforth and beyond uh, Batman the animated series 
was an American superhero animated television series based on DC Comics superhero Batman, developed by Bruce Tim and Eric Radomski, and produced by Warner Brothers Animation. It originally aired on Fox Kids from September 5th, 1992. September 15th, 1995, with a total of 85 episodes. Dag, that's it? Yep, -er. That's crazy. I feel like we were watching that forever. <laughs> that's uh, always the case with these Because they just keep repeating. And yeah, repeating. it's a syndication. That definitely helps. Um, for the final 15 episodes, the series was given to the own on-screen title, The Adventures of Batman and Robin. Uh, which was also used for reruns of earlier episodes. Yeah, they, 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 that's why it probably feels like a lot. Yeah. Because they squeezed it in there. I see what they're doing. The series became the first in the continuity of shared DC animated universe, spawning further TV series, feature films, comic books, video games, with most of the same creative talent. Um, some of the talent included in that uh, not only is... You know, includes Bruce Timm, of course, and Eric Radonofsky, um, but... You know, written by such greats as Alan Burnett, Paul Dini, uh, Michael Reeves, mm -hmm. and the list goes on and on and on. There's some great directors in there. Kevin Altieri did some amazing episodes. Uh, Eric Radnansky actually popped in to do a couple episodes as well, and my favorite always tend to be directed by Bruce Timm. Uh, the voices. Com First of all, I just, I just want to acknowledge, before we get into this, the voice caster and director, Miss Andrea Romano. Yes, sir. Who has recently retired, recently retired in 2017 and has put her foot in literally everything that we enjoy, um, including Batman Beyond, including Justice League, the, uh, and Unlimited Justice League, and Tiny Toons, and Freakazoid, and Warner Brothers knew what they was doing when they hired her. And uh, you can always tell the difference between who's voice directing things when it comes to that era. Um, but in her accolades, she directed the likes of Kevin Conroy, who is everybody's favorite Batman. I don't give a F what you all say. He's the voice of Batman. Yeah. Uh, you can't read Batman without hearing Kevin Conroy. Even when you see Batman live action, you're waiting for Kevin Conroy's voice to come. I, I don't know why they keep effing with us. I know. So there's that. Um, you've got uh, Bob Hastings, Robert Costanzo, Lauren Lester as everybody's favorite Nightwing, Mark Hamill as, I think, the best Joker out there. Y'all can fight me if you want. I will die on that hill. And Arlene Sorkin, uh, can, as, as she premiered the character Harleen Quinzel, a.k.a. Harley Quinn. So the theme music was originally composed by Danny Elfman. They took that from the uh, anim rather the Movie. featured film of 1989 and 1992, because that's what that new generation was accustomed to. Uh, but the composer of the th of the season itself was primarily Shirley Walker. Now there were some other folks that were involved: Lolita Ritmans, uh, Harvey Cohen, and, and, a, and a slew of others. But uh, it was Shirley Walker's work on this series that. I think lended an amazing heads up, or not a heads up, but a leg up, I would say, uh, towards the, the quality of overall of the show. Um, so it's just really, really great stuff going on there. Um, so it was, it was just all the way, all the way fantastic. Uh, Batman the Animated Series, for many of us, you know, those of us, you know, millennials Cheers. and later, I'm not a child, I am grown. <laughs> Thanks. Um, for many of us, was the gateway um, to DC. It was definitely 
in my case, The Gateway, you know, the, the Batman animated, or rather the Batman movie in 1989 and Batman Returns were my introduction into Batman. Uh, and this series really solidified my interest in DC. Uh, so I'm curious as to what your experiences are with the animated series. Who's first? Nobody? I used to watch it every day when I got home from school. Yup. <clears throat> that June was the truth. And um, oh, when did Batman Beyond come out? Because I used to watch that heavy too. So I don't know if that was like more like high school age. That was like probably. 98, 99. Yeah. yeah, so that was more like high school age when I was coming home. Uh, watching that one, but then it's like the same thing. Like from back when I was a young fella watching the original, or, what, or not the original, but the animated right, series, right. the first one I saw. Yeah, nineteen ninety nine is when Batman Beyond came out. I remember yeah. when they first announced it, everybody was like, "Oh my god, this is incredible!" And then they premiered it on a week night. Yep. yep. And I, I want to say it was a Sunday, but it may have been a Saturday. I can't remember. I think it was a Sunday. It was a Sunday. It was a Sunday night, yeah, it right? Was a Sunday night, yeah. Because yeah, because it was and like it was a whole bunch of us, and um, we were out, and it was one of those things. It's like almost like like you're waiting for like a, a movie. It's like yo, we got to find somebody's house to <laughs> be at because Batman comes on tonight, right? And I forget it wasn't my house, but we went to one of my boys' house, and we was all like huddled up. Like he had like a, a small apartment, like the size of this table, and we was all like huddled up on the floor in front of the TV. And it came on, and wasn't that for, wasn't that first episode the Man Bat episode? Uh, I think it was the Man Bat. I think episode. it was. Yeah, it was the Man Bat episode. Yeah, which called, first thing, first called thing was, uh, on leather wings. On leather yeah, wings. You see the blimps first. Right, right. And then he comes. And yeah. then you see the yeah, Man yeah, Bat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you see that, you see that opening, and it's at that time unlike anything on television. Yep. It's certainly unlike anything animated because. It's moody. It's got this film noir look. They famously um, filmed on dark paper and yeah. then just put the colors on top of that. Um, it was. It was. And if you watch those early episodes, it's slow. It's yeah. ve- It's a very slow, Definite, deliberate pacing. In in the pacing, um, it's the show is is set like out of time so even though it's kind of like present day it you still have like you know um cars from the 40s guys with like you know tommy guns and all that type of stuff the he has a computer but it it might have a dial and a real big button on it you know um and it was it was just real real just moody and we were just sitting there just tongues on the floor just like oh my god Oh God! Ah, oh. and we just mad because the, you know, kids. This was before the days of DVRs, and and like you know, you weren't even thinking that you know, like, well, we didn't even videotape it. Oh my God, no, we can't. We want to watch it again. Oh, it was, just, it was, it was so good. It was so, it was such. Oh my God, it was so good. Oh, there's that music, and that music, man, it hits you. That's the other thing. That's the other thing. Because when it comes on, it comes on. And it's it's almost like a mini story because it's the blimps and the and you're chasing the criminals and you only Batman is only in silhouette and there's no title. It doesn't say this is Batman. It doesn't say that at all. It's just a lightning flash. You see it's Batman. You know what you know what it is. You know where you at. You in Gotham City. It's Batman. We don't need to tell you anything. You don't need no words. No words necessary. You just got the bat. 
Oh my God! It's the best thing ever. Yes, you feel like you look like you just got the bat. So <laughs> I, I'm I'm seeing the Len bat is Len is all bat right now, ladies and gentlemen. There's all types no of bat filled. There's bat splooge everywhere. I don't know. And guano. Clean? Well, here's the th- well, here's the thing. You know, like look. You know, I don't I don't, I don't care. This was what the premiere is 1992. Yeah, 99. No, no, it was 92. Batman Beyond was 99. Oh, okay. 99 was yeah, it was 1992. Y'all were kids. I was 25 years old, right? And I was a you were still a kid. I was a big dumb kid on the floor of my boy's apartment. Like, because, like Randy said, up till then there had been Batman animated series. There had been Batman in, in the 60s. It was Batman and Robin. And it was it fit the tone of the TV series. So it was a little campy and type of stuff like that. A little, a little more surreal like the comic books. But nothing wasn't really Batman. Even though it actually was Batman at that time because Batman wasn't cool. But then you had the Super Friends. And the Super Friends was, like, boring. Because that was, you know, that was the superheroes fighting the environment. Which is all good and everything. <laughs> like, this was, like, Ooh. it was like seven <laughs> Captain Planets. And it was like, you, and as much as... Everybody remembers Captain Planet. You can't go back to Captain Planet. No, you know what I mean? No. This was not Don Cheeto making trees everywhere. This was just wow. boring stuff. Wow. You know what I mean? There was a mad scientist everywhere, and he had these dumb teenagers running around with him. So that was garbage, right? And then they brought back the 60s show, and they did it back in the 70s, and it was more garbage. Could bat might in there, and it was real dumb stupid. But then along came 1985. And with 1985, Frank Miller drops The Dark Knight Returns. And everybody remembers what Batman is supposed to be. And then he does Batman Year One. And now everybody remembers what Batman started and what he was meant to be. And then came 1989. And then came Batman with Michael Keaton with Tim Burton. And everybody remembers what Batman is supposed to look like. And then they said, we got to put this all together into a cartoon and thus... They created Batman the Animated Series. And that was the first time that Batman really ever, 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 ever came to life in front of your eyes. I did not realize the story was that. I know, right? Right, like, I'm like. He is a Wikipedia. Amen. Well, I'm going to go ahead and close this Wikipedia window now because Len just recounted us with the annotated history of Batman in media. But I think that's interesting because that's not something I really thought of. Like, I watched the show, but clearly not, not to the extent. <laughs> right. <laughs> At 11, I was let, not on that level. Watch, watch the show, but yeah, so I just kind of took the show at face value, not really thinking like, oh, yeah, because when you think about what Batman was before that, it was really campy and hokey. cheesy and mm-hmm. hokey. And it wasn't like, oh, he's the guy who protects this dark city, like the, right. the underbelly of the city. It just seemed kind of poppy. Mm-hmm. Right? You know, even the colors you think about in the Adam West show, they were like bright and colorful yeah. and really saturated. So, yes, that is interesting. Now, that's you giving me some history. That's why we keep our elders around. Whoa! Right. A little bit of frame of reference. <laughs> Lord, have I had to say that because you said y'all were kids. <laughs> kids. Let them know. No, no. What I, what I was shown, what I meant only by that was mm-hmm. pointing out you were kids looking at it. I was 25 years old, but I was looking at it almost the same as you. I was still like. No, I was, you weren't looking every, at it the same as <laughs> Yeah, you really weren't. Well, maybe I didn't have the same perspective, <laughs> but trust me, on that night, on that floor, Listen. I was a kid again. I, and I did the same thing. 
because I was at Penn State at the time, me and my man. I remember exactly, it was me and my man Brian and my man Darren, and we were like, the whole day was like, all right, we're done with the rest of the day. We're going to go chill and watch Batman. Bruh, it was, we, it ended and we were like, mm-hmm. <laughs> and now what? Like, right. more, more. Exactly. More. You can't go back to the Flintstones. Yeah, nope. yeah exactly, yeah. You, yeah, can't yeah. Go, you can't go back to anything. Yeah, after that, it was after like, After right, watching any given I'm episode. I'm going to need some more of this. Now. Yeah. So, so because I was a child, evidently. We were all children. We were all children. All, be, kids. Be, and children at heart. Being, <laughs> being a child when the 1989 Batman came out was impactful for me because it still had the... The, the nouveau richness that is 1980, late 80s, early 90s, but it still made sure to pay homage to the very, you know, classic noir feel to things. Like, yeah, everybody was driving an 88 Cutlass, but, you know, they were still dressed in zoot suits and people were still mm-hmm. wearing, you know, Gotham was still stuck in that little pocket of time that made it timeless. Um, and then Batman Returns came out and it was everything that you wanted from a sequel and then some I think that was one of the best sequels in cinema period you yeah. know what I mean there are very few sequels yeah, that yeah, Batman Returns really did nail it. It, it it didn't take anything away from the first one nope. it didn't uh, you know do too much I mean, I mean the penguin sequence at the end but you know uh, it's Tim Burton that's it's what he Tim does Tim Burton and when you got people like Christopher Walken and Michelle Pfeiffer in your film yeah. like you're willing to forgive a couple robot penguins you know um, so Batman Returns came out in 1992 so people of my generation only knew of Danny Elfman's theme like that was our Batman so the fact that they incorporated that into the theme song lended it some definite validity right. that has not I think been seen in any other animated incarnation of an existing property right yep. There, yeah. There's been a lot less influence on theme songs and, and all of that in, in recent years. So, you know, and, and plus the way the way that the TV is now, like you don't see end credits anymore. They scroll by really fast. And in that point, you know, the opening sequence is maybe 30 seconds because they don't want to waste any time. They just want to get into it. So the art of opening sequences is, is gone now. That's and, true. And no this was... Songs definitely the the heyday of that and it was masterful it was artful like you say um and it totally set the tone for this amazing series that surprisingly only had 85 episodes i'm stuck on that was it like three four seasons yeah it's like three years yeah 92 to 95 but 85 actually 85 is actually pretty good because for a half hour syndicated show the a usual order is 65 so the fact that they, they only really got the 85 because the show moves from Fox to the WB. Mm-hmm. And then WB says, all right, let's freshen this up. That's the only reason they even got that. Yeah. Were the episodes, because I don't remember enough to know like what I was watching, were mm-hmm. their episodes, once they got to the WB, as good as they the changed, Fox shows? Well, it, they it, changed the art style, but yeah. the writers, the writing team was still there. The production team yeah. was still there. Um, the look I, was different, but the, the mood was very much still the same. I think the mood was darker almost. Well, it was darker because they, they darkened up almost everybody. Batman, this was when Batman was all black and gray. The Joker went from basically just just dark 
like dark uh, lines. He had, he had like sclera lenses in almost. Yeah. That's how dark he yeah. was. And while his hair was still green, it was like only the highlight that was green. It was it was black it was otherwise. Black, yeah. Tim Tim or Bruce Tim's art style has everybody very angular, um, and that art style trans you know transferred over to Justice League and, and Unlimited and Batman yeah. Beyond. So it definitely shifted in that regard, but. You know, overall, I would say, while while tonality-wise, the Batman and Robin and the Batman Superman Hour and Justice League and all those series that came after the animated series tended to be a little bit darker um, in tonality in terms of in terms of voice acting. I feel like they really turned it up a notch in terms of making all of that super dark, but. In the animated series, like Len said, when they animated everything on black cardboard initially and then painted all the stuff on top of that, it really had that gritty feel to it. Because on dark on dark uh, cardboard, unlike today where everything's animated in CG or in Flash digital. or digital in some way, you know, when you have a background and there's layers and cells on top of it, all of the lint and stuff that gets caught in between those layers pops more so on 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 a dark background, yeah. I mean, we would see indicators of, of that kind of stuff in like classic cartoons, like in Looney Tunes. You would every once in a while see a hair or, or something go yeah, through, yeah, on just reel. through on the reel. Yeah, and yeah. and you know if they were smart about it, they would like animate the character plucking it out of the reel, right? But there was uh, those animated series episodes were so fuzzy at times, and all it did was lend to the the grittiness of the story. Yeah, um, it did. I will say that the bat character remained consistent in terms of how dark he was regardless of what iteration in that modern block of programming but Bruce Wayne was certainly lighter he was definitely a lot more jovial in the in the beginning in the beginning you know it was a this stark contrast he didn't even wear a black suit you know what i mean he was yeah, almost he's almost a dullard you know not only was he a dullard he almost looked um, because the newer ones got so angular and streamlined in their, in, in their um, character designs. If you go back to the original character designs, like Bruce, Bruce Wayne almost looks like a fat the, guy yeah, he looks in a this little big chubby. brown yeah. suit that he's wearing. It's yeah, like, oh, I forgot about the brown suit. Yeah, 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 he wears like this brown sports jacket. With, a, with a yellow shirt and a black tie. Yeah, it's yeah. like he does not look like a, million, a millionaire at, at all. Um, Whereas the new one this is the character. This is the newer character d- design. I'm showing. I'm showing her in, in probably, the best book about the series, uh, Batman animated by Paul Dini and Chip Kidd. Um, that was the the newer design. The older design. And I'm going to try and find it here. Batman is like a lot, like thicker. Bruce Wayne. He was thick. Yeah, he was real. Thick. With two C's, chow. He was. He was. A, he was a real <clears throat> thick. Real thick. He guy. looked like, like there. He- you can see he's how, how much different. He looks there. Oh yeah, definitely a nod to the movie, yeah, making it, sure that people could make a direct line and correlation to, to what this was. Right, and they try, and I think in the in the in the beginning, they tried to make him look more anatomically correct, in, if, if that's a way to put it. But um, and then they they realized no, we can just lean into the cartooniness of it. Like look look at Commissioner Gordon there, Commissioner Gordon like. Looks chubby as heck. He looks chubby as heck. They aged him. Oh yeah. For the for the later ones. Yeah, and then, and there's a page. I, he, had, I, he had the neck bova in the later <laughs> ones. <laughs> <laughs> Made sure y'all knew that he was a little bit older. 
Yeah, so the original Bruce Wayne looked like, you know, some dope trust fund kid who, you know, could wear whatever he wants because he's rich enough to avoid criticism. But the newer one looked like a supervillain. Like, I, you couldn't tell me. Yeah, on uh, on, on Facebook Live, Devin called him the Bill Gates style of Bruce Wayne. Ooh. Who, Kirby Triple Devin? Yep. Hey, sis. Hello. That's funny. He did look like, he looked frumpy. I'm going to put it out there. He looked frumpy. Yeah. He looked frumpy. But I also feel like. He looked very middle management. Yeah. He looked accessible. There you go. He looked accessible. Whereas the later one definitely didn't, didn't look as much. I feel like that was intentional, though. You know, initially they wanted to make sure, like I said, that people who grew up on the 1989 movie and then Batman Returns could look at the series and not feel like they skipped a beat. Because I didn't feel yeah. like I skipped a beat. Yeah. I felt like it was just going, like the story was just continuing. Um, and, you know, in the later episodes, it just seemed a lot more superhero sleek-ish. But to be fair, though, even after the, re- the reboot, for lack of a better word, there were still some some of the um, best and most well-remembered uh, episodes. Oh, sure. Because that's when... Um, on the edge, mm-hmm. is it on the edge or over the edge? Which one? Over the edge. Where? Over the edge. Where um, Batgirl gets killed, and Gordon hunts Batman down. Oh, yeah, yeah. Hunts I him about that down. Yeah. Over the edge. Like yeah. you. That was the episode where, like, oh, this is why he's commissioner. Yeah, yeah. because that's how it starts. It starts off with like them, um, Commissioner Gordon storming Wayne Manor. It's like, oh, I just thought you was pushing. Donuts, my dude. Like, oh, no, no. this is why you're the commissioner of yeah. the Gotham Police yeah, Department. Yeah, yeah, oh, Jim Gordon's always been a G. But that one, that was the thing. That was the thing. Up, like, up oh, in, oh, yeah. yeah. Up until that episode, he looked tired. You know, Jim looked a little worn down. Mm-hmm. How many years till I get this pension? Like, but that episode was like, oh, I see. Once a cop, always a cop. Yeah, and he basically says it in the episode. He's just like, all these years, I yeah. knew. Mm-hmm. This is what I should have done. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Oh my God it's Such a good one. Another one up there, I would say Almost Got Him. Yeah, Almost that's actually from the first awesome. run. That's such Almost a great Got one. Him, which is, I think, the most artistically performed clip show I've ever seen. Because essentially all that episode was. Yeah, just, yeah. It was a clip right. show. It, yeah. was, it was your best yeah, except the end. Yeah. of that series, or at least of that season and their run-ins mm-hmm. with Batman. Um and that one is, is well animated. So well animated. It's been animated. Did you know the, the one disappointment of, especially that original run, is that as great as the animation was, because they, and this was the habit of, of the time, and, and uh, it still is, a lot of the animation was shipped overseas for for them to like to put it together, right? So, and because of the the time, you worked with different studios so you weren't always working with the same studio so you have they had maybe about two to three different studios that they had doing episodes at a time overseas and you always wanted a joker episode because of mark hamill doing such great work on the voice but it always the joker episodes were never one of the best animated ones like the best animated ones were like uh the ones with mr freeze there's a really great one with um with Clayface, that's like uh, like incredible yeah, animation. Oh, the Clayface, Clayface ones, ones were, were definitely always, always really deeper. Yeah. Yeah. Like you could tell Ron Perlman's agent was like, oh no, no. 
let me tell you what we're doing this episode. You yeah, will there... give my client at least 35 words per minute. <laughs> and you are going to not shy away from the fact that this is one of the best voice actors ever. Don't try to play me. I will fight you. But the Joker episodes, they, I mean, they were good episodes. But if you looked at them animation-wise, it was like they just didn't hold up. And I, and I, was, I was like, oh, man, I just want a, a good animated Joker story. And you really don't get that until uh, Batman Beyond. And even that's not into the Batman Beyond movie. Yeah. Turn of the Joker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There were some pretty good ones. I, I gotta disagree. There was that one where, oh, I forget what it's called. It was the episode where he cuts off the bull in traffic, and the bull threatened him, and Joker was like, "Oh, word." Yeah. That, no, that's a good one. That's a very good one. But I don't think it's it's not. If you go back and look at the animation on that one, it's okay, but it's not. It doesn't hold up against the best one. It's a good episode. All of the Joker episodes, except the one where there's one where uh, I think he's like he's celebrating. Like Batman has to some kind of jack in a box thing. What? Which one is it? Christmas with the Joker. Yeah, that's not a good one. No. Yeah, that that's like yeah that that. That was straight out of the 60s. Triple Nation, you're listening to WPPM LP, Philadelphia. All right, folks, it is the top of the hour. Um, We are going to take a brief pause. Brief pause. Um, And by brief, I mean, you know, extremely brief. Um, How about we give you, I'm going to give you a little Jacqueline Constance. That's what I'm going to do. Because I love you, Triple Nation. You're welcome. Stay tuned on WPPM LP. Uh, Black Tribbles will be right back as we uh, do the daggone thing, y'all. Stay tuned.
was all that I needed to have your new bitch feeling You're loving the giggas, the tricks that you did, baby, you learned them from me You cheated, I get it, cause how could you think I would taste so sweet Are you really jealous, baby? Are you really helpless, baby? The moon's shining down baby Infidelity's to pure elation Capitalize off of your devastation Pleasing you was never obligation Here to change all your perception You thought men were best at it, misconception Never ever coming close to be amateur Always been good, baby, you can ask her Are you feeling jealous, baby? Are you feeling helpless, baby? The moon shining orange, baby Lighting up the bedroom, crazy We were touching it up y'all so this week's um recommended read part of me like doesn't want to do it on principle but you should definitely check it out um it's house of x uh number one uh written by jonathan hickman oh i thought you i thought you were about to say something else. no oh okay because I, I was like what randy yeah written by jonathan hickman <laughs> what are you doing in the garden <laughs> like, how did you get here who <laughs> gave you keys <laughs> just reaching the tall stuff that's what i do um, written by Jonathan Hickman, art by uh, Pepe Larez. Uh, let's see. Lost my spot. Sorry. Tweet, 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 tweet. Uh, in House of X, Charles Xavier reveals his master plan for mutant kind, one that will bring mutants out of the shadow of mankind and into the light once more. Um so I did read it. I did like it. I'm still suspicious. Um, X-Men is like near and dear to my heart. And I just, I have not been happy with like the choices that Marvel has been making regarding our Mary Mutants. So uh, <laughs> I'm excited. To, I am excited because it does seem like this, there, this is a clear path. And hopefully this is not something that, you know, here did they go on they, they re, yeah, reboot it and now all of a sudden none of it mattered because right. I feel like that's been happening too much and so it's hard to like really um, 
invest yourself. Invest yourself in anything because it's like, yeah, if they release another movie, none of this will matter or, or, matter, or whatever. Well, I guess right. for, uh, for X-Men, that, that doesn't happen as much. No, that's not true because when they changed Magneto, when they changed Silver, um, Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch from being Magneto's kids yeah. because... They didn't have the movie rights yeah, to right. whatever, so that was like you know one of the many strikes. Um, <laughs> and and I don't know. I'm I'm a little nervous because now that Marvel does have control of X Men again, I don't know what mo- the movies will mean for the books. Um, and so we'll have to Sad. we'll have to wait and see. Um, but this is a, a, a clear path. Like they reference um, things that happened during Grant Morrison's run. Um, and some other things. There are questions I have just because I there are a lot of holes in my X Men history after like Messiah Complex. Um, but you know I I'm I'm checking this out. So you can should check it out too. We'll we'll do this together and we'll hold each other's hands <laughs> and see where where we end up. Um, unfortunately, I do not have a book to show you today because we are sold out. Um, so when we restock, which we uh, should actually have some more in next week. Um, you will have an opportunity to uh, win a copy. Um, all you need to do is email us at blacktribbles at gmail.com. Again, that's blacktribbles at gmail.com. And you want to have House of X in the uh, subject line. And if you are the first person to do that, uh, a copy will be yours. I know um, Peeking over the, the Hero Complex, they, they sold out as well. Everybody's like selling out yeah, this we, book all over the place. We didn't even really have any copies that made it to the shelf because so many wow. people added it to their pull list yeah. like within a month of it coming out yeah. that everything that came in went directly into boxes. Yeah, that's how, that's how so it happened. So people were coming JDs. in, people were calling, and I was like, yeah, no, we don't have that. Yeah, yeah. We don't have it. So. It's so good. That's what I've, that's what I've heard. Like I, when I, I've yet to lay my eyes on it because it was gone, literally gone. Yeah, I just read it because again, the day that it came out, I there were no really copies for me to pull from. So right. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I, it was good. I liked it, but but I'm waiting for. I just feel like for the other shoe to drop. No, I hear you. I, hear I you. toss it out the window and set it on fire because that's how I've been feeling. Well, Jonathan Hickman, like Marvel seems like really invested in him. And I like Jonathan Hickman as a writer, so I like his stuff. And I wouldn't be surprised because, you know, Marvel Comics works almost hand in hand with Marvel Entertainment, like you said. And they now just got hold of the X-Men again with the acquisition of 20th Century Fox. I wouldn't be surprised if, if part of the reason of putting Jonathan Hickman on here to kind of like totally reboot more or less the X-Men universe is to give them a fresh starting spot to use as a jumping off spot for the movies so that they don't have to because otherwise you know then if you just do the movies everybody's just going to be waiting for the Dark Phoenix story again Again. you know so you got to give them something else to to look forward to yeah that's true I mean I will say this though if it one movie that I would like to see I don't know if this would ever happen an uh, Age of Apocalypse movie could be fun. That's adapted from the book? From not, the book, from the book. Because not that, that movie from a couple of years ago. Hey, oh. Yeah, you I forgot for, about I Apocalypse. Forgot, I forgot about that. <laughs> I forgot about that one. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Not the movie, the book. I think that could just be fun. That was just a fun universe, I thought. So I, that's something that I would like to see. But, yes, I did forget about that. 
that other apocalypse. <laughs> yes, that, that, <laughs> that other tragedy. That, that was an apocalypse. So, folks, uh, go ahead and email us at blacktriples at gmail dot com with House of X, House, House of, of X. X, House of Mouse, House of X, House of same thing, right? House yeah. of X uh, in yeah. the subject line for your free copy of House of X number one when it comes in because uh, we still working on things. Thank you, Ariel. By the way, if you do get into the House of X, make sure that you're also getting the other series. Powers of X. It's another series called Powers of X. Um, Although, interesting point, it says Powers of X. The title itself is Powers of Ten. And there's a reason for it. You you gotta read this stuff. I'm gonna still call it Powers of X. Oh yeah, like, yeah. Most like, people are. Just most like people I are. say, mix most of people are. Yeah. Oh yeah. Most, most people are. Nineteen was in 1975, but I call that book Mix of Flicks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like oh, Mix of Flicks, we got that. Yeah. All right. It's a good book too. Well, thank you, Ariel. We're gonna step out of your garden for a second though, because we've got some uh, things to address. Randy, close the door behind you. I got it. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, triples of all ages. It is this week in Geek History. History. This week in Geek History, on July 29th, 1914, the first test call is made on the newly completed transcontinental telephone line, taking place between New York and San Francisco. On July 30th, 1979, Apple begins work on the Lisa, which would become the world's first commercial computer with a graphical user interface. Originally intended to sell for $2,000 and ship in 1981, the Lisa is delayed until 1983 and sells for a whopping $10,000. July 31st, 1971, using the battery-powered Lunar Roving Vehicle, or LRV, Astronaut David Scott of the Apollo 15 mission becomes the first person to drive a vehicle on a vehicle on the moon. The LRV was used during the last three missions to the moon, Apollo 15, 16, and 17. The three LRVs used during the missions still remain on the surface of the moon today. August 1st, 1981, MTV, presumably standing for music television, launches on cable TV. Yeah, man. That's right. Today in 1980, it's MTV's birthday, yeah, y'all. MTV's Watch a music birthday. video. Yes, indeed. As people, most people know, after the introduction of the sequence, uh, the first video played was the video killed the radio star by, by the, the Buggles. Buggles. Yep. However, a bit of trivia that you might not know, Randy, is the second song that played was You Better Run by Pat Benatar. Yep. MTV had an immediate immediate impact on the music industry and was an iconic symbol of the technology-driven 1980s. Also on August 1st, but some years later, 1986, Apple discontinues production of the Macintosh XL, effectively ending the life of the Apple Lisa computer platform. Lasted five years? Six years. Looking back at my notes. Seven years, excuse me, 1986. Uh, in ni- January of 1985, the Macintosh line of computers was gaining momentum, but the Lisa line of computers was not selling well. After Apple discontinued the Lisa in April of 1985, uh, 
but continued production of this hybrid Lisa slash Mac Macintosh XL until this date in 1986. On August 2nd, 1924, James Baldwin, everybody's favorite Negro, was born in New York. And also on, July, on August 2nd, a few years beforehand, Marcus Garvey presented his Back to Africa program in New York City. This week's edition of This Week in Geek History was brought to you like, I'm running up boards! Ew! <laughs> back to me, because... Back to me. You forgot one. What did I forget? August 2nd, 2003... My baby girl was born, and she's going to be 16 tomorrow. Oh, oh my, my God. God. Wow. That's 16. right. 16. Ouch. Ouch. Yep. Holy cats. And you're right, Randy. I did for some forget something. I, I, I did have an, an oversight. Um, this Not this week in, in geek history, but in the previous month in geek history, um, there was a, a certain uh, media group that uh, won a, an award back in 2014. Who that was? You might uh, know of them. I think I remember them. Mm, are they too cool to be geeks? Too cute to be nerds? That's that's what I hear. That's, um, that's the word on the street? That's the word on the on the on the get down on the interwebs that's that's what we hear you know um that was us back in 2014 uh we won this streaming media project of the year and it had to be mid 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 july late july Uh, i'm thinking it was about then so i I, forgive me for not remembering in enough time to mention that appropriately in previous weeks but just know that five years ago yeah, bro. Five-year anniversary. Five-year anniversary. Do something for that. Pop yeah, bottles, right. take shots. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> start fires, take shots. Is that what you said? Pop, pop, pop bottles. Oh, there I thought you said start fires. I'd be like, what? How do you celebrate? Start um, fires, bust hello? shots. What? <laughs> that escalated Black quickly. Blah, da, 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 da. That's how we do. That was this week in geek history, brought to you by your favorite history nerd. Uh, Ariel, when you looked at me, the reason why I made that face about MTV is um, great. They debuted in 1981. <laughs> we were kids. No, no. It's just that I, re- I remember that it took them to 19, I think like two years. It took yeah, them to 1983. 83, yeah. 83 before they showed a black artist on yep. MTV. Really? So wait, wow. it debuted in 80- 81. 81. Yeah. Like not even Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson was the first one. Was Billy Jean. Billy Jean. Holy crap! They did not play. Their argument was that you know black artists didn't fit what they viewed as their rock-oriented format. You mean the 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 rock that we created? Negroes it's don't all, have cable. It's all laughable now. It's just well, like, well, mm-hmm. well, well, well. especially now, how much they be up, you know, Beyonce and Jay Z's, you know, yeah. behind. Yeah. Um, but yeah, back Who? in those days, it, it took it took Michael Jackson to get them to uh, play a black artist. Or Negroes don't have cable. We don't need that. But, uh, wait, we do. Okay. Well, that is interesting. Now, again, history lesson. Eighty-three. That 83. was that was my year. 
That's the year I made my debut. debut. <laughs> That's what I'm going to call my birthday from here on out. My debut. My debut. My debut. Mm. I didn't even get MTV until the 90s. My parents Why, were because not, of cable? Yeah, my parents were not paying for cable. They were not. But uh, fortunately, we had cool programming like Batman the Animated Series on network television, so we didn't really need cable until much later. It wasn't until my sisters came along that, you know, my parents were like, we probably need more channels to keep them placated until, <laughs> until dinner time. But the sad thing about cable was you still didn't get the Disney Channel. You had to wait for the free weekend. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And I used to be, I used to be locked in. Boop, boop. There we go. So you think that's an, I remember back when, um, Randy, you remember this, when some cable channels, they shared the channel. So, like, for half of the day... Yeah, it was it, one channel, and then, like, in the middle of the day... It, it would, would turn over yeah. to something else. What? Like, because if I remember correctly, if I remember correctly, I think Comedy Central was like that at first. Yeah. I think... Um, no, it wasn't Comedy Central, because there used to be... When Comedy Central started, there was two comedy networks. Okay. And the second comedy network, which, of course, is no longer there, um, I think it shared the first half of the day with, well, what like... What was it called? I think it was called the was it Laugh the Laugh Channel? Yeah, yeah, it was oh Laugh L A F L. Laugh still exists. Well, then that's what it, it was something. It was something. It was something. It was another like comedy yeah. channel. Yeah, and it oh. don't, but it only broadcast like half the day. Oh, and like the other half that. was like you know like CNET or some C SPAN or something like that. You know, a Hog Reports. That's interesting. Well. Sorry. Batman the animated series was definitely on at that time. Thanks for ruining my segue, Len. Appreciate that. I know how it feels now. Um, actually, no, that wasn't your fault. That was Ariel who ruined my segue. It's all good, though. I was just making oh. an observation. <laughs> it's all you good, You saw though. that, right? No, you didn't. You, you won't say you saw it anyway. Never mind. What? No. Nobody saw it. We were on radio. What? What? I saw what? it. Saw so what? I felt it. Nothing. I nothing. It. Nothing, nothing. Uh, Batman the Animated Series introduced a whole generation to the rogues gallery including favorites like Mr. Freeze, Poison Ivy, uh, Oswald Cobblepot, a.k.a. the Penguin, mm -hmm. uh, the Joker, Harley Quinn, Two-Face the Riddler, Catwoman, and, uh, oh, the Mad Hatter. Yeah. The, the animated series is actually the where Mr. Freeze became, like, A-list. Mr. Freeze was decidedly Oh, God, he was like O-list. He was but the worst. They totally re... Um, they didn't rewrite his, his story. They, they just, just made really something played about it. it. They yeah, played they it serious. It, yeah. um, and then with the animation on that on that episode, Heart of Ice, uh, it's just one of the... It's, it, it, like, it's one of the most beautiful pieces of animation you will ever see. From the writing to the voice acting to the story. Um, that... That's what made Mr. Freeze A-list um, and why he was the um, villain that they chose for the third Batman movie. Fourth. No, it was the third. Fourth. It was the fourth. Oh, it was the fourth. The You're right. It was, was right. It was the fourth. Yeah. It was the fourth. Yeah. It was the fourth Batman movie, but unfortunately, you know. You know what? Yeah. That I'm, was the Clooney years. That yeah. movie. Wait, wait. Can we even not? Can we just stick on the animated series? Like, cause I was just gonna say, like, and I don't know how Mr. Freeze was played previously, but it's like he was like the first kind of a villain that had like 
not a legitimate purpose, but like I could see your reasoning, What's and it's doing? not something yeah. like selfish or just personal gain or you know money yeah. or something like that. Right. So I think like when you give him that kind of a purpose, you're like building that kind of a villain, like you know Marvel is doing these days. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, that you're gonna identify with. And another thing about the villains, they just all fit so well in that Gotham. You know what I mean? Yep. Like everybody just. I don't know what the specific choices are between, you know, iterations of these characters, but like just like Riddler and his bowler and, you know, like the umbrella thing, the clock king and his timing and rhyming stuff. It was awesome. Oh, it was was just such classic villains. I love them. They just fit so well in the world. It's true. Some of those villains also include Ra's al Ghul, Talia al Ghul, uh, Man Bat, uh, Scarecrow, who got a whole upgrade. Yeah, when yeah, they switched like three animation. different looks. Yeah, he, there were very, multiple scarecrows. It's because the like, first two. one was laughable, you know. Yeah. And then when they had the animation, I guess the upgrade is what we'll call it, for lack of a better term. Um, when the upgrade happened, it was like, oh. Yeah, they made him like a hanged man. His pucker factor went up to like <laughs> at least an eight point two on that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there was also uh, Killer Croc, Bane. Um, yeah, Bane was good. The ventriloquist and his dummy mm-hmm. Scarface, oh, yeah, the dummy. Yeah, they were which awesome. were always... They were awesome, yeah. I love those episodes. Like, I have no we, idea why, but that know. dummy because was Because we don't know. We don't, don't know, know what's, up. what's <laughs> going on. We don't know who's in charge what's here. Going on? We don't know if your boy is really crazy or and it is the, is the dummy that's running things. We don't know if... The dummy is just an extension of the bull. Like, we literally don't know. And when they went back in the upgraded part of the series and addressed that, like, we, he yeah. had done his time in Arkham. He had, you know, reintegrated himself into normal, you know, society. society. And he was, like, just trying to live. Trying to live yeah. his life, yeah, being his little mousy, nerdy self, and he would still hear the dummy. It was like, yo, what's yeah. going on? Like, whose doll is this? <laughs> whose doll is this? Because your boy's out here trying to live, and here you go. Like, you're like a bad ex. Like, no means no. Like, I've blocked you across all platforms. Please stop showing up at my job. Yeah. You know, you mentioned Bane. I think Bane was the, for me, Bane was the only miss. As far as on the series. Yeah. He was the only one that didn't really hit for me. I believe that, because if I remember the story, they basically were, like, told that they had to do something with Bane. Yeah. Because, Bane yeah, Bane didn't hit for me. Yeah, because they they really wanted to stick more with, you know, the the classic villains and then maybe like built up a couple of them. I think they were Bane was one of the more recent b- villains in the comics that hit for a reason because he's the yeah. one that, you know, broke Batman's bat and back and all that stuff. So they basically were told like you got to do something with them and they was like they tried to make it work. Yeah. Um, but they within the confines of a children's television show. Exactly. And that's they, the other they thing. can't really show Bane. You can't do him as like you yeah. want to do him. I, I think they should have just let it go. But I, I think I, the closest they do is in that episode over the edge cuz he's on there. I will say that I did appreciate seeing a another character, another villain of color. Right? Because Bane was South American right. and outside of him there was Harvey Dent, right? Who was racially ambiguous, but everybody else was, was super, super white. True. You know, there were True. other black characters on the show. There was even Detecto, Detective um, Montoya for a little mm-hmm. bit there. But, you know, it was all in all a very white cast. Um, he didn't have any black villains, did he? They, oh. Harvey Dent. Yeah. I just thought about that. Who got whiter and whiter as the series progressed. True that. You know, they made him black because of uh, Billy D. Williams' Harvey Dent in, in Batman 1989. Um, 
but he was ambiguous in the way that Superman kind of looked ambiguous for a little bit there. You know, yeah. he was very, he was darker than Olive, but you know, Superman and Lex Luthor. Yeah, you know what I Lex mean. Lex Luthor definitely. Yeah, I see him. Lex was always black to me. I don't care what nobody said. <laughs> Even though Clancy Brown voiced him, he was always. Yeah, Lex had a touch of dark brush. He was. Say. He was always black to me. But I also give Clancy Brown an official. He's invited to my cookout. I don't know about y'all. Man can eat my potato salad as much as he wants. <laughs> anyway, um, so yeah, I, I appreciated Bane because it was another person of color on that show um, whose ethnicity was apparent as opposed to, is he? Is it just a tan? We don't know what's really good. Um, but you also had really cool... Um, Antagonists like Condiment King. <laughs> what? I loved that dude. Yeah, it was funny. just the weird. Like, how high was everybody in the room? Like, all right, so this guy, he's got a ketchup gun and a mustard gun, and he's gonna go commit crimes. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. No, it was, it's a funny little bit. Yeah, uh, Condiment King was the best. Loved. That dude. Um, we we touched on Clayface for a little bit there. Um. And correct me if I'm wrong, Clayface was a villain created for that series, right? That he no. Didn't, no, no, there he was were in the no. multiple comics? Clayfaces. Yeah. Almost the, the, um, the only one that was created for the series, Baby Dow was created for the series. Harley Quinn. Harley Quinn. And, um, Poison Ivy, right? No, no Poison Ivy is in the comics. Yeah, no, she's in the comics. Um, I think that, what was that, that rocket chick? That, yeah, Rocky Race, Rocket Racer. Rocket Racer, But that yeah, didn't happen until the upgrade. But she, but she was still, she wasn't from the comics. Yeah, right. She was made. She, I don't count the new ones. We know they're not from the comics at this point. Well, she, I mean, she was, she was extremely obvious, not a comic book villain. Okay. You don't think that was obvious that she was in a shoe in? No, not necessarily. Mm. I mean, blame it on my youth, I suppose. Who knows? Yep. Wow. You know what? You can get out. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, give Eric the camera. Get out. Um, we also had some supporting antagonists, uh, like Baby Doll, like you said, Red Claw, voiced by Kate Mulgrew. I was today years old when I found that out. Yes. Yeah. Um, that was a, a pretty good episode. We Take had uh, Maxi Zeus. Yeah. That's from the comic. Yeah, he's from the comic. Uh, yeah. A whole miss, I would say. It, it, it was a miss, but I still remember... When, because Maxi Zeus had like his his headquarters in the clouds, and um, Batman uh, flies the the bat jet up there, and he rises out of the out of the bat jet, and Maxi Zeus is like Lord Hades. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And I just thought that's kind of cool. Because <laughs> it, it was all ba- Batman was just all in silhouette, just kind of move. It was, was kind of cool. Okay, um, but I think one of the more Notable villains, certainly one of the more impactful ones, uh, even if the, the villain itself was short-lived, was the titular character in Batman Mask of the Phantasm that aired or that premiered in 1993. It was Batman's first, at least the animated Batman's first feature film. Mm-hmm. Came out Christmas Day. And yeah, it uh, started production as a direct-to-video release, but was ultimately changed into a theatrical release. Yeah. Although the film was not a financial success upon its release, it earned widespread acclaim and respect and has since become a commercial success through various home video releases. That plot twist, though. I didn't see it coming. I remember watching it being like, what? I didn't know 
I just felt like Tony Baker. I never, I never knew. Y'all don't know who Tony Baker is? No, Oh my God, Eric, how do you not know who Tony Baker is? You're a comedy dude. I'm gonna put you on. I've homie. never had an introduction. I, I'm gonna put you on, homie. I got you. Okay, cool. I got you. I got you. Uh, and uh, that came out in 1993. Mm-hmm. And after the fact came Batman and Mr. Freeze Sub Zero in 1998. Yikes. That's a good one too. Uh, yeah, it's a good. It's, it, it, it's a good one. It, it finishes um, Mr. Freeze's story. Um, I mean, it's, it's not like world class, but it, it's it's pretty. It's solid. It's good. It's good animation in there. It's a cool scene when because Batman and Robin are in that one as opposed to Max of Phantasm, which is just Batman. But Batman and Robin are in that one, and uh, Batman like tells Robin like, "Get to the plane." I don't know. This is a real cool scene. It's good name. I, I liked it. Mm. I liked it. It was good. I, hey, it, it, it came out around the same time as the Arnold Schwarzenegger. Um, Batman. Yeah, so and that was the one you preferred. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I I don't know. I mean, we we talked about not talking about the movie, but I appreciated Schwarzenegger's freeze. It was a really well cast movie. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. No, no. It, <laughs> no, listen, listen. No, it wasn't. What was her name? Uh, Uma Thurman could probably pay, play a well-written Poison Ivy. George Clooney could probably play a well-written. Bruce Wayne Batman at the time. No, he couldn't. Why not? Because uh, um, George Clooney is a limited actor. Ooh. He's not a bad actor, Ooh. but he's a limited actor. And I, I, I would never believe him. I would never, like, George Clooney, you look at George Clooney, you see George Clooney. You would never see him as Batman. Just like Tom Cruise. You'll never see Batman. Tom Cruise can wear anything over his face. You're going to see Tom Cruise. George Clooney is the same way. So, that. No, I, I agree with you on Uma Thurman, but George Clooney, nah. Mm. And Chris O'Donnell? We don't what talk about that. We don't, we don't, we don't, we don't yeah. talk about that. That's the part we don't really talk about. Holy um, rusted metal, Batman. Yo, I remember seeing Batman Forever in the theater, <laughs> and when he said that line, my dad had been mostly checked out for most of the film, right? And we all know that that line comes in the last act, like in the last 20 minutes of the movie, you know? Right. I thought my dad was asleep. Your boy fell out the chair laughing at that line. And I was like, I don't I don't understand. I, I, I'm sorry. Was there a joke? That was really corny. Did you just see a funny message Did, in your what, phone? What was that just, a meme? Was yeah. that it, a memes on your phone in early 2000s, bro? Whatever, whatever. Bro, my dad was like, it's a thing from the show. He would always, he would always, he would always make puns about the thing. Never mind. I'll explain it later. <laughs> I was like, all right, dude. Like, cool. Um, I appreciated Arnold Schwarzenegger as Mr. Freeze. Okay. I, I, um, you know, he, it was a Joel Schumacher production. Like what were we, yeah, what that, were we that, really, that, I think that was the bigger issue. That was what were we really expecting? You know, it takes a phenomenal performance to override Schumacher's work. I, I think the best one to override it was Jim Carrey as the Riddler. Exactly, and it that was could in have, that, that, that could last... have been fantastic too, because Jim Carrey as the Riddler and Tommy Lee Jones as Two Face could have worked out really well. Except they didn't give Tommy Lee Jones anything, anything. Yeah. and that is the yeah. meatiest actor you ever want to see sink his teeth into a complex character. Yeah, you know. Um, they cast him for a reason and then gave him nothing to do. He was the Tasha Yar 
of that movie. <laughs> Thank wow. you for getting that. Nicely done. I really appreciate it. Nicely you. done. Thank you. That makes Nicely me feel good. done. Thanks. Um, so when it came to Schwarzenegger as Mr. Freeze, like, we, you already know what you're hitting for. You know it's going to be a popcorn movie. You know it's going to be hokey. You know it's going to be all lights and flashy things and no substance whatsoever. So when you put the king of, of action movie one-liners in a role like that, I, I just, watching it first thing out the gate, I was like, this is terrible. Why would anybody do something like this? But going back and watching it, I was cracking up because it was so absurd. And the fact that Schwarzenegger didn't take himself seriously. No, not Like, at that all. was the part not that I really... All. Like, he, you could he tell... He did enjoy himself. He was having ball. He, he was having... Chill. A, yeah. <laughs> come on, cool out. <laughs> I'm Mr. White Christmas. Him trying to conduct people in his fuzzy bunny slippers. I said, what is going on? What am I looking at? I just... I just I appreciated it for what it was. Is it is it award-winning like Batman the Animated Series? No. But is it fun? I, I would say it was fun. It was so fun that you almost forget that Vivica A. Fox had a terrible role in that movie. What? You forgot she was in that joint. Well, she, again, she's not given anything to do. She's like well, in there. Was she she like was the his, chick? Yeah, she, she was, was his, one of his she was a henchman. Boom. Yeah, that's all. Oh, okay. Ice boom. And she was all in his face, and he kept being hella disrespectful, so I had issues with it, but... It is actually her, and I think it's another actress of note at the time. I can't remember who it was. Like, they both had basically that role to just hang on Arnold Schwarzenegger in that movie. I think you might be confused with Drew Barrymore and What's-Her-Face from Batman Forever. Maybe. Maybe. I thought, yeah. I thought it was another chick with No, it was, it was just... Or maybe it was just I was blinded by the stupidity of <laughs> Silverstone as um, Batgirl. Yo, can we... This, this, right, is, this, the, is, this the, is where the, we stop talking about this it. This is where that, we stop. We, Alicia, I tried Alicia to stop Silver this Stone. already. You gonna give us all? <laughs> well, she, you know, she had to get in her, her, you know, her praise for Arnold Schwarzenegger. I just, you know, I had fun watching him, and I feel like Miss Miss Behave Miss Behaven was Vivica A. Fox's character's name. Mister Freeze's sexy assistant who flirts with him constantly. He is unresponsive, and she, and he is still in love with his wife. But yeah, she was definitely on his top, as the kids say. Uh, so while B Batman and Robin <laughs> was not an award-winning show, Batman the Animated Series was. In fact, the accolades go on and on and on. 1992 through 1995, it won several Annie Awards, including Best Animated Television Program, uh, Best Achievement for Voice Out. Oh, there's a lot of nominations here. What did it win? Oh, it didn't win any Annie Awards. That's a sin. I think it won Emmys, though. It did win Emmys. Yeah, which is, you know, that's the one you want. That's the one you put on the mantle. But that's like not getting into your high school orchestra and getting into All City. Like, you would think that you could get into your high school orchestra if you got into All City. Ah, well. Good point. But you got the Emmy. Exactly. You definitely <laughs> got the Emmy. That's what you wanted. It yep. got the Primetime Emmy in 1993 for Outstanding Animated Program. Um, for Robin's Reckoning Part One. Oh yeah, for Robin's Reckoning Part One. That was one. great. Oh, my God. Yeah. that is such good animation. Yeah, Robin's Reckoning. Oh, that's fantastic. so good. Um, it also <laughs> won the 1993 Daytime Emmy for Outstanding Writing in an Animated Program. Um, all these nominations. Holy cats! Outstanding Music Direction and Composition uh, for Shirley Walker and Harvey Cohen for A Bullet for Bullock. That was a good episode that was too. A good episode too. Yeah, that was a good. One. That's just the fact that we know these episodes, episodes by name. 
this long after the fact is definitely a testament to what this show was doing here. Well, that's another thing it was famous for, like those, those the series and um, Ariel was looking at the page um, earlier when it after it came on, then you had that title card yeah. that was always very moody and, and t- told you exactly what the mood of the episode was going to be. Uh, so that's so that's why you know the titles. It's true. Um, but to be fair, a lot of animated TV shows put up title screens before their stuff, and I don't remember. I th- I feel like the title might flash, but I don't think it was a Warner Brothers specifically. Well, no, back in their day, m- but not anymore. And that's what they were fashionate after. They were fashionate after the Warner Brothers film, um, cartoons of the day that used to play in the movies, and of course they had the tat- title cards. But that, even at that time, that was they were one of the. If there were others, they were very very few. They were definitely others. In fact, well, other- I think I think Gargoyles did it, but not. Where these had, because I know what the page you're talking about, these had individual designs based on the name of the episode. Right, I'm pretty right. sure, like, Gargoyles, it was the same backdrop. The words would just flash up. Yeah. All of Warner Brothers' cartoons did it. Tiny Toons, Animaniacs, Freakazoid, they all did it. 1996. It also won for outstanding sound editing. Special class. Ooh. Special class. Um, wow, that's a whole lot of awards there. Um, but yeah, they were nominated for several years, uh, all up and down 1993, primarily for music direction and uh, writing. But it, they only won in 1993 for outstanding writing, and 1996 for Bullet for Bullock and uh, sound editing in '96 as well. Lots of animation. I mean, lots of lots of nominations. Not a lot of wins, which I would say is a hindsight being. I mean, is a is a hindrance, a, f- a failure. With hindsight being 2020, uh, the music of Batman the Animated Series I think is really one of the more iconic things about it as well. Um, Danny Elfman, of course, reprised his theme from the film for the theme song um, after he had turned down Bruce Timm's offer to compose the theme for the show. Uh, Tim hired Shirley Walker instead, and uh, she did an amazing job of keeping the tonality of. Danny Elfman's original composition and also making it new and original for the show um, seamlessly. You know, a lot of times when there's movie themes that make it that the movies that have really strong scores that then get adapted into animated series is either they can't get the rights to keep the music going forward or there's like a pale comparison as to how they try to make it work. Um, so it's definitely a nod to to Shirley Walker, who passed away back in 2006, sadly enough. Um, I was today years old when I filmed that out. Uh, in 1996, Walker won her first Daytime Emmy for A Bullet for Bullock. She also went on to win another Daytime Emmy uh, for Batman Beyond in 2001, which was really good stuff as well. She also went on to score Superman the Animated Series, the new Batman Adventures in 1997, um, and uh, was one of the few female composers doing work like this at the time and is, uh, it deserves all of the accoutrement that people give her there you go it's good stuff there's lots of soundtracks still for, for purchase that's a great thing about it like I don't know too many animated shows that you can actually like go back and listen to the music and actually want to purchase yeah, it yeah. yeah you know 
um, really, really was like a, an additional character for that show overall. I think I have the first two of these two seasons of the, somewhere. Like I was like, you know what? I'm gonna buy these. What the heck? This is before I got the uh, the DC streaming service. I was like, you know what? I had a couple of, a couple extra dollars. I think I bought these. I know I have the Superman ones, and I think I have some of the Justice League ones too. Mm-hmm. But I was like, you know what? I, at, at some point, I'm gonna wanna watch these again. Why the heck not? Right. Makes sense. Makes sense for sure. Well, I'm looking at the title screens. I did do not remember Zatanna being in that show. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Was it like recurring or just like? One? No, she. I, um, in the first one, she's only on the one episode, and I think she shows up. She shows up again one more time. I think one more time in the um the one. Uh, no, or I don't think she shows up again till um till Justice League. Well, maybe that was just the one. Episode. Yeah, I think she only. Shows you know, up. yeah, because I'm I'm thinking of Paul Dini and his because uh, Paul Dini loved Love. Zatanna. Yeah, he and he, he did her he did her series. He had her in a and when he was writing the book, he had her in a, in Detective a lot. He married so, a magician. Yeah, yeah he loved huh. Zatanna. She I, was voiced by Julie Brown on the series. Downtown? Not town, not downtown Julie Brown, <laughs> not, not downtown. The other one, the other Julie Brown. Can we talk about the Great Ghost for a second? It's voiced uh, by Adam West. Yes. The Great Ghost. That was the cool. That was my favorite episode. Really? Yeah, I loved that. That's episode. the one that I have to force myself to I get through. I love that episode. That's the one. Was like it was a show that Bruce used to watch or yes. something. Yeah. yeah. Yes. And Bruce was so excited. Like that was just his favorite thing in the world. And then like to meet the he. It was. It was just. It was weird. Like seeing the two of them together, and then hearing Adam West doing a voice that wasn't Batman. But kind of, I, I love that episode. Kind of like cool. when Larry Kenny was Claudius in the new um, Thundercats reboot. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. It was kind of. It was. That was. A, it was a fun episode. It was fun to hear Adam West. The little remote control planes and stuff. Mm-hmm. I love that one. That's one of my favorite. It's a hard one for me, guys. I can't even hold you. Really? Really? Yeah. It's a rough one. My favorite one is. I like Over the Edge. Um, I like the introduction to Batgirl. That was a good one. That's a good animation. That was pretty cool. But I, my favorite one is probably Heart of Ice. That's that's my favorite. Mm. Heart of Ice was the. I, I it, it's funny looking at the uh, the title screen now. I'm like, oh yeah, I rem- okay now you, I remember, you remember yeah. them, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I loved Feet of Clay. Um, Ron I loved all the Two Face stuff. Uh, was it Day of the Samurai? Is that what that is? Dawn of the Samurai? Yeah, that was alright. That was that was that was okay. And almost got him. Um, and almost got him is a real personal favorite. Yeah, that's who was it that was like didn't have a story? It's Croc. It was a Croc. I hit him with a rock. (laughs) And they all the the camera panned at each and every one of them like, like, boy, if you don't sit your (sighs) Of course, spoiler alert, Croc ended up being the bat. Really? Oh, I remember that one. Yeah. And they were all yeah. sitting there telling the stories. Mm. Gotcha. Yep. Guys, I don't think that? you need to do spoiler alerts on 30 year old cartoons. So you'd be surprised. Be you got surprised. Rudy Pooh. Uh, no, no, no. You got, I'm not you, offering that. You got, you got Rudy Pooh's like Isaiah. All right. You probably have never seen episodes. Catch up when you do. I'm not yeah, right. saving you nothing. Because then you got to worry about everything forever. Yeah. Like, oh, I never saw Back to the Future. Yeah. Dog. Like, I don't know what to tell you. I'm dropping all these quotes here. Catch up when you can. That's true. Spoiler alert. Darth you know Vader I mean? is Anakin Skywalker. Um, right. <laughs> back when I saw, um, back when the truck was still a thing and Movie Mondays were an event, mm-hmm. 
Um, they did Raiders of the Lost Ark. And I found myself reciting parts of it because who hasn't seen Raiders of the Lost Ark before? Yeah. Um, and about, I want to say, two-thirds of the way through the film, this woman sitting in front of me turns around and was like, you know, some of us haven't seen this yet. And I was like, who hasn't seen Raiders of the Lost Ark? <laughs> and and she, why are you mad at me because you haven't? She was like, my, I brought my friend here because they've never seen it before. I'm like, then you're a crappy friend for allowing to this person to go this far in life without having seen Raiders of the Kitchen at my face. Well, wait a minute. What, what was, why was she upset? Because me and literally everybody else in the theater was talking like we've all seen it we were reciting parts we were humming along to the theme song we were you know we had seen the movie it's a 30 year old movie at that point like how have you not why are you waiting till moving monday to watch it like that is the worst out with people come yeah, on this is for people who love the movie and are about to go in well okay i'm thinking about when i went to see the bodyguard they had played it they had showed it back in the theaters and you know i was with a friend that wanted to see it so we went to go see it right and we were sitting right in front of these these uh three women who as we were watching the movie they were literally doing the dialogue of the movie right mm -hmm. and they were the only ones in there doing that and it was like Okay, I get it. This is an old movie. It's come back into the theaters. We all know what's going to happen. But it's come back into the theaters for a reason so that you can have, once again, the feel of watching this movie in a theater. So you don't want to hear somebody badly acting, Kevin Costner and, Will, and Whitney Houston, behind you. Just... Sit there quietly and Len. watch the movie. Well, I Len. Think, I, but I think at that point, with a movie that old, if you're going to a theater to see it, you should know that the people who are going are people who are excited that it is back in the theater. So that should not be your first showing. But uh, not only no, that, that's completely different than Movie Monday being released on a wide, on a nationwide scale, so that people can, you know, experience it again for the first time or whatever, is completely different than paying three dollars and getting a free thing of popcorn to watch it on the balcony of the truck. Like two That's different, different things. You're, you're, you are right. You're right. Two different things. That's if Raiders right. of the Lost Ark had been re-released for some twentieth so anniversary, the theater, that would have been different, yeah. right? But we all in here drinking. People got forties. Like, come on. No, like, you're absolutely right. You're right. You're absolutely right. That that is totally different. Len said I was right on the air, y'all. He did. I, I want to see a movie at the truck. I've never done that. Well, oh, you can't it? now. They're gone. No. Oh wait, it closed. Yeah, the truck yeah. was the truck was the last independent. Music venue in the city. No, and it's when did gone. it close though? A couple months ago. Really? Okay. Yeah. And it's funny because they did Black Panther there, and I don't know something happened and I couldn't go. But I was like, ah, oh, that would have been cool. Well, dang, I missed my chance. Yeah. I tried to watch Justice League there, and uh, that was rough. <laughs> <laughs> it was rough. It was like a live Mystery Science Theater 3000 up in there. And I was like, guys, I want to watch the movie. <laughs> I, th I, I think the only movie I saw was some, um, I think it was, uh, I think it was Mexican, a Mexican zombie movie there. Was it good? It was dumb fun. It, it was dumb fun. I think, I think a matter of fact, me and Jay went. It, it, it was dumb fun. It, but everybody was just going bananas watching it. That's the only movie I and like. That was the perfect spot to, to watch, watch that, that movie. Yeah. Sitting up yeah. there in the balcony watching that movie. Yeah. Rest in peace, the truck. We love you. 
Hopefully, whoever buys that property won't do something obscene to it. Of course they will. And, you think they and might Philadelphia th- is going to let them do it. Uh, they might try to restore it. I mean, it, it need help, let's be fair. Yeah, but they're not. The restorative, the, the restorative work that would have needed to happen in there is almost on an archaeological scale because of how old the building is. So if you're going to try and sit there and preserve the structural integrity of the columns and you know the artistic integrity of all the stuff that was painted up there and all that stuff like they're doing that to the theater over on um, Chestnut Street the San, old well, the Sam Saint, Eric the, oh the Eric oh the, yeah, the is yeah. it the 19th? Eric yeah, yeah 19th Eric. yeah, yeah. They're, they're, that's, they're, that's why it's taking them so long but it's going to be a th- I, th- I didn't I thought they were restoring it but it wasn't going to be a theater I'm not sure what it's going to be but I know that like they're you said they're trying to keep the, as much natural the yeah they're trying stuff. to restore it yeah, I don't. I think they're turning that John into condos. It'd be really sad. So that was a heck of a venue. You talking about the, the truck? They want to turn? Wow. I wouldn't be surprised. Or do you know that, or you're guessing? I'm guessing. What What else does Philadelphia? What does that, Philly I do mean, with old is, properties? I mean, that is what they do now. But I didn't know if you had some insight. I mean, that's in the first district. And well, let me not get political. Let me stop. Let me stop. Let's talk about something else. Now let me close this window for Batman and Robin because we don't want to go down there before Len gets upset again. <laughs> I don't want to trigger Len. Well, before we, we get out of here, and we've only got nine minutes, I know you weren't able to play the music, but why did, in Batman the Animated Series, Nightwing mean so much to you? I think it was the overall come up. You know what I mean? Having not been steeped in Batman lore, mm-hmm. comic lore at that point, I didn't know that there were multiple Robins. I right. didn't know that Dick Grayson grew out of being Robin. I didn't know that he was his own Think, hero. Right. So when your boy stepped in there looking all slim and trim and fine and grown up with his... Mullet. With his bu- <laughs> was it a mullet? It was slicked back. <laughs> it was slicked back. Um, very tight until the end. Uh, <laughs> he had his, you know, his little fine suit with his little fine new... New young uh, nubile gymnast body and stuff with his <laughs> with his motorcycle and your boy had his own theme song. I said, okay, rock. Excuse me, and it was so cavalier and just matched mm-hmm. his, you know, Swashbuckle. swashbuckliness and to hear such a very. A uh, classic rendition of someone hopping from one thing to another, and you have this image of this whole badass. Like it was just so, so cool. You, you ever know? see him in in uh, in the Justice League cartoon? He cuts his hair, right? Is he Red Robin at that point? No, no, no. In the Justice League, not Young Justice. In Justice League. I'm gonna Google it. It's 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 real quick. You, you it's 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 um it's an Easter egg. Hashtag swashbuckliness. Swashbuckliness. You don't have to uh, Google. It's um, Ooh. is it the episode with um, Huntress and Black Pan, Black Canary that he's in? Nah, Google's not showing me anything. I think that's. I think it's. It's either way. It's a scene you see. Um, I believe it's Huntress and Black Canary riding on a motorcycle across, um, into Gotham, and you get a uh, rooftop view, looking down on them. And then as they pass through the rooftop, you see Nightwing kind of like just lean out of the shadows looking at him. So that would be Justice League Unlimited. Oh, Oh, I see him. I missed that. Oh, you never knew that? No, I missed that. Oh, yeah. I see him. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know I had a thing for Dick Grayson until he grew up in the Nightwing. I didn't know. I was like, ooh. 
I am interested now. They kind, um, of, they kind of think for the ladies too. Hey. Oh my god! Listen, yo, they talk about Daredevil. Nah. Oh, he ain't got Daredevil <laughs> no. numbers. Oh yeah, he don't have Daredevil numbers, bro. Every time, every time he I went steps- somewhere. Every because Daredevil ain't never le- left Hell Kitchen. It was it was Electra. Why and he Karen got Page. every woman in Hell Kitchen? A, he had Electra and Karen Page. Every time Dick Grayson walked out the house, no, he, didn't. he had a new joint. Daredevil got Electra, Karen Page, Black, Black Widow, Widow was married at least um, once to the blind woman, so he he, he got her. Um, and I I think literally every time a woman was drawn in the Daredevil <laughs> comic book. <laughs> Matt Murdock's let one. Yeah, so did Nightwing, dude. Everybody. Everybody. Hey, listen, listen. He was he was repressed. Okay. Who was? Dick. No, he wasn't. No, he, wasn't. No, he Yo, was not. Bruce Wayne had him on a steady no, regime no. of homework and, that was the and gr- crime fighting. That was always the great thing about That's Nightwing. why he left. That was the great thing. That was the greatest <laughs> thing about Dick Grayson that like he he purposely he was like, I'm not gonna be this dude. I am not gonna be this dude. Nope. And that's why he nope. left. Even when he even when he was Batman multiple times, everybody was like, You seem different. He was like, You you dang right. <laughs> like, nah, bruh. Sure? I am not that dude. I also uh wanted to play the um Joker theme. Um because that's iconic as well. Um, Mr. Freeze had some great themes to him. And so did... Uh, oh, who was another good one? Two-Face. Two-Face was nice and eerie. And, and there were subtle uh, subtle notes of duplicitousness. 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 Duplicity? Yes. That. Thank you. Hashtag duplicitousness. Duplicitousness. Duplicit. Oops, that's not what I wanted to do. Duplicitnessness. He did the great crossover with the uh, Superman animated series. That was great. I love that. Um, <laughs> Yo, your man was like, so Lois, what's up? Mm-hmm. Yo, he said, hey, boo. Bruce, <laughs> what you Yo, doing? Bruce had game. He had he all had, the game. He had much he had game. All the game. That was hilarious. Clark was hot. He was like, you know what, dog? He was hot. Why did you go back to Gotham? I mean, I, I will. <laughs> oh, is that the one where he bugged him and then followed him back to a spot? Like, yeah. got him. Oh, yeah. I'm trying to find out. Coming back. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to do this, but I, I definitely think I'm, I'm gonna do this. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do that. You better do it quick. Yeah, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. Sorry, Lynn. That's fine. Boop. I'm gonna do it this way. Because I can. Just, you know, wanted to give. It's the Nightwing thing. I wanted to give the young boy his come up music. You know, this was. Not everybody got a theme. Batgirl ain't got a theme. She did. She did. Batgirl's um, reckoning. Well, it wasn't notable enough for YouTube to catch wind of it. (laughs) 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 Therefore, it didn't happen. Look at this. It's hype. This is a ju- uh, uh, uh. It's a bop. Uh, uh, uh. Hey, 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 hey. Oh, I love him. I was like, oh my god. I love you, Dick. Look at you. Everybody loves the Dick. 
I just I just wanted to put that out there. You have two minutes left, so I figured I'd be kind and squeeze that in there. Mm. Giggity. <laughs> uh, but that also, you know, brings up... Two minutes brief- is always enough time to squeeze in the dick. Hey! Even if it's not a lot, still... Just the teep. <laughs> just the teep. The teep with the dick, the bottom of the dick, all of it is... From head to toe, the deek is is very appreciative. Um, Just, you know, the Bat family in general. You know, over the course of the series, we got to see uh, not only Dick Grayson grow up, we got to see uh, uh, Tim Drake. We got to see Damien eventually as well. So it was really quite phenomenal that we were able to see all of these characters squeeze into this phenomenal series. Mm. Ladies and gentlemen, you can find this in every... You'll find this show in the morn uh, and every other episode of Black Tribbles on all of your favorite podcast platforms. iTunes, be sure to send us a like, uh, a rating, a comment so that we can, you know, be recognized and whatnot. Uh, Make sure you find us on SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, Radio. and everywhere that good podcasts be. Say goodbye to Len because he's going to be gone for the next week or so getting his bat bat cures. Bye, Uh, Len. Bye bye. <laughs> Have fun. Don't I'll do it. In two weeks. Go get some oh, sun on the Randy's out wings. here as well. Back on the road, man. Oh wow. Yeah, we're going so to. Ca- so um, so you just came on to say happy birthday and dip right back out. <laughs> Pretty much. I'm going out west and then Canada. Wow. Yup. Canada. So uh, thanks, folks. Come back. We love you. Always, always and forever. Just like Batman. <laughs>